I'm Taffer. And I'm Bailey. Who's that, you ask? It's me. And it's a new name, but it is it is the same me who you know and love, hopefully. And I will still complain about there not being enough queers in books <laughs> and that I like everything that's tender. I am very happy that you're changing your name on the air finally so that I'm me not too. constantly going to be <laughs> saying three names for you in a row and then going, ah! <laughs> yeah that was it's it's we're all we're all thrilled <laughs> we're all thrilled so welcome bailey thank you it's lovely to be here welcome to yeah a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age this is our book club and you're invited yeah, yeah. So um, when Caddy and I are recording, I count in the yeah. And when Bailey is recording, Bailey counts in the yeah. Historically, Bailey has always counted in the yeah. But sometimes when Bailey and I are recording, I also start counting it in. And then I feel like there's like, I feel like, oh, no, I've challenged. I've challenged the top dog. Honestly, yeah, this is... I didn't notice that you'd also started counting in because I'm just, it's my job. You're so high above me, you didn't even see it. Anyway, this week we are kicking off Sequels Month! It's March, so February. We just did romance books by black authors. Great month, so much was, fun. fun. Now it's March, and in March we are doing exclusively sequels to books we have reviewed before and today get excited get your snuggly blankets out because we are talking about p.s i still love you by jenny han indeed we reviewed to all the boys i've loved before about a year ago at some time in the last two years, we it reviewed was, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It was around the release of the first Netflix name. Yeah, film. it was approximately, it was it was not this past summer, but the summer previous. And do you know why I remember that? Is that I was making decorations for your baby shower while listening oh. to, um, to All the Boys I've Loved Something Before. Something I can say about Bailey is Bailey throws a hell of a baby shower thank you we thank had you very much. rainbow dinosaur cookies we had throw the sperm through the egg beanbag toss uh and decorations which some are still up in my house now that toby is 16 months old <laughs> so p.s i still love you the sequel mm-hmm. to to all the boys i've loved before now a major motion picture can you say that when it's on netflix anyway sure. it's now a netflix film um which we have not watched yet, but oh boy, you will know when we do. Oh yeah, we're stoked. And uh, yeah, so we read this. This was, in fact, my first time reading it. Was it also your first time reading it? Yes. Okay, so yeah. we were, P.S. I Still Love You Virgins before yeah. this week. I think I had read the sample chapter that's at the end of the first book before, but I had not read the whole thing. I really liked it. I did too. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was yeah. very fun. Yeah. Um, and very like I think I was slightly trepidatious about the idea of like a sequel to because you don't usually get sequels to realistic romance books Um, I was thinking about that usually like serials are usually like genre fiction 
Um, and but it was I thought it was very well done. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking forward to the third one. I think that will be very interesting. Yeah. Um, Do you think we have to wait till Netflix releases another movie to get there? I don't know. Yeah. Love to talk about it. Mm. Conversely, I was very excited about there being a sequel to this because okay. that's the thing with relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Every new beginning has a sequel. It's true. And it's I thought this true. was a really fun one. Oh, yeah. 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 I loved it. Um, I really... I really thought it was going in a in a direction of breaking up with Peter Kavinsky for good. For I did there. too. Big fat spoiler alert. I guess I just I just came right out the gate with a spoiler. I just I just <laughs> burst through the barn door with the spoiler <laughs> waving above my head like a big flag. Yeah, we're, can we can we just spoil this book? Is that okay? We're spoiling this book, and like yeah. you've probably seen the Netflix film already. So yeah, most likely. So just. I mean, it's also, it's it's a delightful short book. You can read it in like three days. Um, I feel like not much is spoiled by spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. I also, it's it's enjoyable no matter what. So I also thought that uh, that Peter Kaminsky and Lara Jean were going to break up partway through this book. And I was sad that that was not the case. Yeah, you hate Peter. <laughs> I don't like Peter. Yeah. I don't like... So there are different degrees of hating the male romantic lead in a book. Right. And I don't think that Peter is trash. I think he's fine. I don't really like him. He's not my type. Mm-hmm. And John Ambrose McLaren is my type. If men at all were my type, but like... John Ambrose McLaren has some pretty strong, like, like queer mask vibes, I would say. Yeah, he's, a, he's I, like... He's, I, I feel he, like you could make a strong argument for John Ambrose McLaren being like not cis hat he's a soft boy he's a soft boy yeah and he's nice he's so so we're opposites <laughs> here we're opposites here it's always fun when this happens yeah yeah because i like man i see what you're saying john ambrose mclaren is sensitive and nice and like <laughs> like pretty mm-hmm. and um uh, dresses up like a soldier that mm, eh, but, yeah that part yeah. I like I have some feelings but I get about it that whole I get thing. it I get it but um <laughs> just give me a lacrosse douche I just like you know <laughs> I pined after lacrosse douches like in high school I played lacrosse I just ah uh, like uh, yeah mm-hmm. and Noah Centineo which I feel like you and I feel differently about Noah Centineo also so like because I felt like having having watched the movie, mm-hmm. the first movie, I have not yet watched the sequel movie. Um, I definitely had in my head. I always have Noah Centineo and Lana Condor, um, and so they just are mm. uh, uh, the the people in my head now. And yeah, um, oh yeah. So so when I was reading this book, I was seeing Lana Condor and Noah Centineo, mm-hmm. and like they're so pretty. Noah Centineo is like he's so punchable, you know, in like a real cute way. Like mm-hmm. he just. He just like he, I have this nostalgia for dirtbag high school boys, totally unfounded nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Like those boys yeah. did nothing for me except <laughs> fuel this 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 feeling, <laughs> and so for me the like mm-hmm. the like lacrosse bro who like can't talk about his feelings and therefore messes things up because that's the mm-hmm. whole problem like yeah like you really get set up through the book thinking he's being really awful and in the mm-hmm. end it turns out he he's really trying to do the right thing but yeah. he's not 
understanding communication. He's not yeah. communicating well. The whole book is, is mm-hmm. it's a comedy of errors, right? Yes. So for me, I mean, and I think this is the, this is the classic thing, right? It's yeah. the setup between the good boy and the bad boy. There's yeah. the good boy you're supposed to want and you mm-hmm. like and you see that he's great and there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with John Ambrose. He is very lovely. Uh, probably a better fit for for Lara Jean, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think they would make a more sensible couple. <laughs> but also the thing that Lara Jean says a lot in this book is this is mm-hmm. a high school relationship. Lara yeah. Jean is like real clear. This is a high school relationship. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do the thing that like like brings me more pleasure and brings me more joy. Mm-hmm. And right now it's dating Peter Kavinsky, even if he's a big dumb loser sometimes. <laughs> um, and I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that it's kind of a bad boy, good boy setup that mm-hmm. gets rid of the idea of forever completely. So you don't have to um, you don't have to kind of suspend your disbelief mm-hmm. because Lara Jean knows that this is a temporary thing. Lara Jean knows that this is having fun with somebody mm-hmm. temporarily. Lara Jean isn't going, oh my God, but I have to be with Peter for the rest of my life. She's mm-hmm. kind of going, well, there's always going to be Peter's and there's always going to be John Ambrose's. And right mm-hmm. now, this is what I want. And I like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I do also really like that way that the book is constructed, that it sort of acknowledges, like, I think a lot of teen romances like play into this fantasy that these characters are going to be for- together forever. And it's never believable or 98% of the time it's not and so I do really enjoy that this kind of acknowledges yeah that like that this is fun and this is what's fun right now and I do really like that and Peter's not my type and that is okay (laughs) and John Ambrose is my type yeah well Um, and this book gives you a nice like extended fantasy series where Lara Jean does Mm-hmm. end up with John Ambrose like really the getting back together it's with true. Peter is just like it's, a teeny little blip at the end it's like a baby it's it's like a setup for mm-hmm. the next book really yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. no so I I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah I just bad boys aren't my type which is hilarious because fine. bad girls are my type 110 percent um like give me a girl in head-to-toe leather who like looks like she could kill you aka like Rosa Diaz um and it's everything, but I don't. I don't like bad boys. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get the bad girls thing. Yeah, I. <laughs> I like bad girls and soft boys. I like. I mean, see, I'm just such a sucker for the like bad boy who's actually a soft boy bit, right? Mm. That's what I'm a sucker for. That's and now that I'm older, I've learned how to see through when the like when that is just somebody demanding emotional labor, and when it actually is just somebody who is very soft-hearted but likes leather Mm, yeah yeah Yeah. anyway um i also this whole narrative is set up against the foil of Margot having broken up with josh Mm -hmm. and Margot and josh both being okay with it yes and like kitty and lara jean having way more trouble with the breakup than either Margot or josh is having yes which as a younger sibling who mm-hmm. has been in that position and been like what do you mean you broke up with this guy i like him i want you to bring him to our house still i like mm-hmm. was impressing him with my cookie baking skills and it was fun mm-hmm. like <laughs> I, I really get that. And I like mm-hmm. that. And I like how Lara Jean takes that and kind of takes that knowledge. Yes. And folds it into her life. And it's also a book about friendship. 
Yes. Like fundamentally. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten that Lara Jean and Peter were friends as kids. Yes, me too. It was really fun. You get this kind of like treehouse club. I really, I, so I love that narrative. I, I like it so much. It's so fun. Uh, we have, mm-hmm. and it brings everybody together. It's important because yes. it brings all the threads together that brings the conflict. So mm-hmm. the central conflict in the book, of course, is Genevieve. Yes. Um, because what is a teen romance without a good old frenemy mm-hmm. storyline? Yeah. Um, and Lara Jean is paranoid that Peter is going to choose Genevieve over her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we say Genevieve in, in English? Um, I think all the Genevieves I've known have been French. I think it de- like... Or do you say Genevieve? So you say Genevieve. Well, I, I think it depends whether you're... I think it depends on your proximity to Francophone. To Quebec, is. yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think if you're actually Francophone, you say, like, Genevieve. Okay. And if you're... How did you... Genevieve? Yeah, you, you said it, like, slightly more Anglo, but still... It- it might be even like a French versus Quebec thing. Proper pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and then I think if you're very Anglo, you say Genevieve and I hate it. But I think some people say Genevieve. Like, like I am oh, like yeah, a firm yeah. believer in like the way your name is pronounced is the name yes. way your name is pronounced. Sorry, if you're a Genevieve, I, I, I take that back. If but you're I Genevieve, d- you have every right to be a Genevieve. I don't know what it would be in Virginia is the thing. Because Virginia, oh. you do have French influence. I don't know. If you live in Virginia, let us know. And How you, know you would say this with name. this name. I'm probably going to keep saying Genevieve because it's what I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, we can also see in the movie what they say. Yeah, true. So the whole storyline is that Lara Jean thinks Peter is like maybe not cheating on her, but like not, has um, not cut enough ties. And it's this classic thing, right? Like when you, there's someone you really don't like and mm-hmm. your partner likes them and you have to navigate and then they're mm-hmm. also your partner's ex. Yeah. And navigating exes isn't something teenagers are great at. No. Um, I mean, hell. Navigating exes really isn't something any of us are, are great, great at. at. Yeah. And, and being friends with exes isn't something that people in general, but like straight people specifically, don't have a good framework for. Yeah. Again, had this conversation with Caddy a couple episodes yeah. again, ago. I really, really want to destigmatize casual relationships for teenagers. Yeah. I really... Like I know that like I know that like there are always going to be teenagers who want the romantic monogamy and it's important to practice that mm-hmm. as a teenager yeah. if that's what you want for your life but mm-hmm. always 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 if you're a teenager and you just want to hook up with people and you don't want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a they friend like that's cool you don't mm-hmm. have to yeah. you're you're not you're not like required to have relationships mm-hmm. I mean like romantic intense committed relationships mm-hmm. so I got off track that's all right uh, yeah, no, so I really, I do love the the exploration of the friendships. And I, one of the things that I like about this book in general is just the diversity of different relationships you have. Like we see Lara Jean and her dad, and we see Lara Jean and her sisters, and we see um, like Lara Jean and Peter, of course, and Lara Jean and a few different friends. Um, also, can we just shout out to Stormy because I love Stormy. Oh my God. <laughs> You were a horse girl, right? Uh, yes, you, you I was. A, a I was a horse kid, child. Yes, horse child. Did I was you, a horse child. Yes. Yeah. Did you read Misty of Chincoteague? Oh yes. And Stormy, Misty's fool. Yes. The only connection there is Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
wondering where you were going with were you a horse child? Uh, <laughs> Stormy is not a horse in this book. No, Stormy is a Stormy is a, Stormy is a human woman uh, <laughs> who is uh, um, Stormy is a human woman at the at the retirement home where Lara Jean volunteers. Yeah, um, and she is like a hoot and a half. Um, I love her. She's this like glamorous old lady, and she is. She just she had a life. She had like four or five husbands. She was you know she knew what she wanted and she got it, and um and is just like totally unashamed and it's beautiful. And she talks frankly with Lara Jean about sex and relationships, and she's like a diva to the max and she's great actually that kind of loops in the conversation i was talking about with caddy before because stormy's whole thing is why are you dating one boy yes when i was in high school you dated until you went steady with somebody Mm -hmm. but like when you were dating you were dating a few boys at the same Mm -hmm. time and like i don't understand why you young people feel the need to commit so early Mm -hmm. in a relationship you know you don't get to go on a few dates and yeah with a few different people and see how you feel and Mm -hmm. i feel like when i when i read stormy i see myself you know Mm -hmm. i see i see myself in 40 years being like come on live it up you are young i am in this retirement home and i am still living it up yeah like (laughs) what are you waiting for Mm -hmm. um and i really loved having her voice there and i loved Mm -hmm. that lara jean had somebody encouraging her to break her own rules a little bit for herself Mm -hmm. and i love that that person was an adult yes because i think often we see that from like friend characters and maybe mm-hmm. friend characters who aren't making the best decisions like a lot of the time in mm-hmm. NYA novels you can see a bit of a like virgin horror paradigm where yeah. like our protagonist is the good girl and her best friend is the bad girl and between them they work out some kind of balance where they're neither too mm-hmm. virginal nor too horish and yeah. I feel like this just kind of throws that out the window mm-hmm. um, and also redeeming Genevieve a little bit because yeah. we do have that set up a little bit with Lara Jean and Genevieve mm-hmm. but that's really in Lara Jean's head yeah I do yeah. really love how sort of Lara Jean realizes by the end of the book that like Genevieve was like in between her and Peter but because she like Lara Jean was the one who was putting her there well Lara Jean is very black and white Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Lara Jean is very much sort of you're in or you're out. You're my friend or you're my enemy. You're mm-hmm. dating me or you're, like, shunning me. Like, mm-hmm. there there isn't a lot of gray area for yeah. her. And I feel like this book is kind of where Lara Jean explores the gray area a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think so. And kind of tries dating two boys at once and kind of mm-hmm. tries pushing her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, two boys. Let's talk about John Ambrose. John yeah. Ambrose McLaren. Debate I, club dream book. I just think he's very sweet and lovely. He is. Um, yeah. What, what do we want to say about John Ambrose? Um, I do. I mean, I just, I think, I think this book is plotted very well. And I think it is just great and hilarious. I love the whole thing. Where, you know, Lara Jean and John Ambrose start writing letters and 
I think Lara Jean half realizes that John Ambrose is flirting with her and half doesn't realize and half is in denial. Yes. That um, last one. <laughs> I think it's like a little, I think it's like a little all of the above. It's definitely part denial. Um, and and that just whole like co- comedy bears sort of thing where he's like, wait, you're like, like I love the moment where at the end where it's like, uh, Peter Kaminsky is like my girlfriend, and John Ambrose is like, "Who's your girlfriend?" <laughs> He's like, "Why, Jean?" And John Ambrose is like, "I'm sorry, what's what? going on here?" Yeah. yeah, I thought I was here to flirt with her and maybe get to smooch her. What is happening? <laughs> I, um, yeah. Do we know when Lara Jean's birthday is? Trying to think if her like birthday is during do. the book. I feel like we do. Are you are you trying to figure out what her sign is? I'm trying to. F- oh, it's in May, so she could be a Gemini. <laughs> I get Libra. Mm. Like, I mean, do I project Libra onto people because I have a double Libra, like Moon and Rising? Yes, but like the, the I get Libra, right? I mean, Lara Jean is very similar to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um and and you are the most Libra. I am the most Libra. I am triple Libra. You are the most Libra person. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um. Okay, so she is either Gemini or the thing that comes before Gemini. Um, but <laughs> the the like aesthetic control. Yes, Lara copes by controlling her aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like yes, Lara Jean copes by choosing her outfits really carefully, doing her hair really carefully, making very pretty baked goods. Mm-hmm. And I really think that aesthetic comes in in the way she runs her relationships. When mm. she has a boyfriend, she wants to just have a boyfriend. And, yes. you know, she talks about she wants the pin. She wants the convertible. She mm-hmm. wants the whole aesthetic of, like, 1950s dating. Yeah. And she gets that fantasy with John Ambrose. Very true, yeah. And then... With Peter, she has to kind of just accept that, like, that's not, that's not his style, exactly how this but works. he does beautiful things. I mean, he gets her that locket that she's mm-hmm. been, you know, dreaming of having. And and I like that. I, I like that. And I see also, I see it also, I see Libra-ness in her, like, need to think the best of everybody, mm. but also in the very particular vanity, which is a vanity that I possess, of flirting like hell with somebody you know like flirting and you know you're flirting and you know they're flirting and you're both flirting but if anybody asked you you'd be like what me who me flirt no no we're friends and like and let me tell you you can ride that denial so far you can live in that denial you can camp out in that denial because then you have kind of this way out right so Mm -hmm. when they're like hey i really like you you can be like what who me what and 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 then kind of you have the power there because Mm -hmm. you can like decide which way you want it to go yeah and it's gaslighty and it's shitty but like i feel like it's a very libra trait Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong with this i think I mean, like, so I think I think this shows up differently than in me than you. Okay, but like, I I can definitely relate with that. Like, or m- maybe, the, but like, for I I have a very much like have experienced sort of doing this myself, where it's like I'm gonna like I'm I'm definitely flirting with you, and I hope you're flirting with me. I can never tell when people are flirting with me, but I'm not gonna actually say anything overt, yeah. so that if you 
think that I'm flirting with you, but you're not interested, and you accuse me of flirting with you, he can be like, what? No, you I wasn't. I'm, I'm, this is so cool. I'm, I'm so cool. What? Feelings? Me? Never. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have that also. I have that also. I can never, I need somebody to explain this to me at some point, because I also have a Venus in Aries, and mm. Aries are uh, notoriously difficult to in relationships with (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah there is there's something to that because I also feel like 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 I hear your I can never tell when someone's flirting with me and Mm -hmm. I also like I'm not calling bullshit specifically on you (laughs) but I will say that like with Libras like myself Mm -hmm. uh, I am Libra moon and rising so anybody Mm -hmm. who wants to call me on my imposter syndrome as a Libra can (laughs) um there's like a tendency to be like, I have no idea when anybody's flirting with me because as soon as somebody's flirting with me, I get nervous that it's going to go like outside the edges. <laughs> there's like a control for me. There's a control oh. thing. I'm not calling this on you. No. I want to make that really clear. But like for me, there's a control thing because if I'm flirting with somebody and they're flirting with me, they're mm-hmm. a wild card. Oh, you know, no, for me, it's more of a self-confidence thing. Like, it's like, a, yep. I think we're flirting, but probably I'm wrong because yeah. who would actually yeah. like me? I get that also. Um. So anyway, Lara Jean mm-hmm. would be either a Taurus or Gemini sun. Okay. I think probably I could see Taurus, but I think probably Gemini. But like, she's got to mm-hmm. have, she's got to have Libra moon. Mm-hmm. Do you think authors who put their characters' birthdays in their books plan when their birthday is according to what their astrological sign would be i think in the present day yes (laughs) i think five years ago no (laughs) unless there's someone who's specifically into astrology fair yeah but i like to play though what sign is this person peter i feel like is a leo okay i'm just gonna retcon that peter's a leo astrology leos are just sexy i'm a pisces and pisces think leos are sexy but i think leos are sexy and vain and like and like a little bit like mm. charging ahead i could see him as yeah. a taurus too yeah fair anyway so peter and john ambrose and john ambrose is nice john ambrose is the nice boy and yeah. john ambrose is you know the boy who shows up and not that peter doesn't show up but peter is absent and john ambrose kind of fills that vacuum because mm-hmm. peter is distracted and and John Ambrose is the one who I mean John Ambrose is in debate club. Yeah. John Ambrose, you know, shows up for nostalgic um let's pretend we're 11 again parties um Peter showed up for that too though. Peter did show up for that too, but I think John what the distinction I have there is like John Ambrose was like super into the whole idea of it yeah. and Peter mostly showed up because it was important to Lara Jean. But was John Ambrose super into it because he was super into it or was John Ambrose super into it because he thought he was going to score with Lara Jean though? Because the other thing like you do have yeah. to remember with John Ambrose that is, is true. John Ambrose is also trying to woo Lara Jean. That is extremely true. And and we have John Ambrose being the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. at the time that Lara Jean and Peter are kind of the middle yeah you know yeah no that yeah. that that's deeply true i think in my imagination john ambrose <laughs> is is the kind of n- nerdy nostalgic still kind of a kid teenager who really loves the idea of a time capsule party but that could be entirely my um construction i think both i think probably it's an element of both mm-hmm but I think I, I am willing to accept. I don't think John Ambrose is like shitty. I, I think yeah. he's great at 
You just think he's a little bit boring. And I think he's nerdy. And no, I'm not <laughs> no. even. I like okay, I said, like I fair. think he and Lara Jean would make a very mm-hmm. reasonable couple. I think they would make a lot of sense together yeah. because they're both into all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll date Peter and we'll go do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> fair um which Mm -hmm. i actually i have to say like i i love how your face becomes illuminated when you say debate club (laughs) i love that that is like like i love not in a condescending way i love how much that's a thing for you that you're like and he's in debate club (laughs) it's like it's so it's like yeah i get it i get it so charming he's he's lovely for you like he's perfect for you i get it it's cute um so so to to sort of contradict myself i do i do like that i think this book explores that like you don't always necessarily need to date people who are very much like you and Mm -hmm. um like i like how laura jean talks about peter kind of not bringing her out of her shell exactly, but like encouraging her to do things that she's maybe a little bit uncomfortable with, but that she will find fun and things like yeah. that. I don't get them as a couple. Like when mm. I see Lara Jean and, and Peter Kavinsky as a couple, yeah. it's like I like them individually. I wouldn't mm-hmm. date Lara Jean. She's not my type. Uh, uh, I would mm-hmm. like be friends with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Hang out with her. Absolutely. But like yeah. not my type. Mm-hmm. Jet is way more my type. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, but it's the good yeah. girl, bad girl. Good, yeah. good boy, bad boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get them as a couple. And I'm that's part of what kind of keeps me going with the series, honestly. Yeah. Because I do feel like they are like ultimately doomed. Oh, yeah. And that's interesting in its own way. But mm-hmm. I do feel like like they can hang out and they can talk. But anytime they try to do anything together mm-hmm. like we talk about like like Lara Jean talks a lot about Peter not showing up for her mm-hmm. but she keeps ditching his lacrosse games yeah they and don't he's like-, like he's like it's really important to me that you come to my lacrosse games and like so-and-so's girlfriend came and like wore his jersey number on her face yeah. and like it was really nice and like mm-hmm. lacrosse is important to me and Lara mm-hmm. Jean is like but I would rather bake and write letters to somebody and it's like <laughs> And I mean, yeah. I feel like in the first P.S. I Love You, we did actually get to deal with some of Lara Jean's avoidance tendencies mm-hmm. and some of her I would rather be by myself baking and thinking about love rather than yes. like actually having a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes back to bite her a little bit yeah. because Peter is like, well, part of being my girlfriend is like coming to my games yeah, because that's important to me. Mm-hmm. And Lara Jean is just kind of like, but I don't value lacrosse. Yeah. So like... <laughs> You know, like, and she does make an effort and she Mm -hmm. like gets into it by being excited about her outfit. Um, But Mm -hmm. like, but yeah, well, the the time she's excited about her outfit, though, is because she's trying to catch him for the uh, for that game that they're playing. So, (laughs) so like, so like, I just don't see them as being like particularly well suited. And I agree with that, which I think yeah. is why I, I like things to make sense. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why I'm like, I would like them to break up and her to get together with John Ambrose because they make sense. They make way more sense. Like they go um, to this party together and he's in costume and he shows up in the convertible mm-hmm. and takes her there. Like, yeah, they, I don't totally understand how this book ended, mm-hmm. you know? 
unless I look at it from the position of these are teenagers and then it's like well yeah why wouldn't it end this way yeah that's I mean that is that is ultimately why I think it's great like I was I was grumpy at the time when when they got back together but I was like this makes sense from the point of view that they're teenagers and like they're teenagers and I well I really like the whole bit where Lara Jean is like I could love John Ambrose but I love Peter still and he's who I love right now. Um, and and so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's an element, like, with the John Ambrose thing, it's fun to discover that somebody you knew as a kid had a crush on you the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's fun to have your love letter really enthusiastically answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to have that little fantasy. Yeah. But there is an element. And, like, Lara Jean is an eminently practical character. Yes. And I do feel like it comes down to, she's like, well, I've been building this thing with Peter. Do I want to start over again with somebody new? Or do I want to just, like, they're equally yeah. cute. I've known them both. Mm-hmm. Liked them both. Might as well just kind of stick with what I have. And I get that. Yeah. I get that. I really yeah. do. Like, I get that for her. I also feel like it's a choice I would make, like, mm-hmm. like in her position as a yeah. teenager. I feel like it's a very realistic choice for a teenager because teenagers like to play house. Yeah. And, like, teenage relationships are kind of play in house. Mm-hmm. And, like, it makes some sense to me, especially in the culture we have where you're not supposed to leave your partner under mm-hmm. any circumstances. Yeah. To, like practice yeah you know no yeah like I I get it (laughs) yeah and I think I mean it's like it's hard to choose between two people you have similar feelings for yeah so it makes sense to like I'm just thinking about myself so I am I'm someone who is like I am like constantly in love with at least five people um and if I ever had to actually choose between any of them, like if any of those things, if any of my ridiculous crushes ended up, it was like, if like two of the people who I had ridiculous crushes on at the same time were like, Bailey, I love you. I'd be like, I do not know what to do. Yeah. I have no recourse here. <laughs> so I think what I'm saying is I'm a little bit too much like Lara Jean, but. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it and I'm like, have I ever been in that position? And I haven't. But like thinking about it fills me with panic. You're much less romantic than me, though, as a I general. am not romantic. Yeah. yeah. You're like you you get attracted to people and yeah. I fall madly in love with people. Yes, exactly. So for <laughs> me, if that happened, I'd be like, cool, let's uh, go back to my place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't catch feelings. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be like, I have so many feelings, and you also have feelings, and I was not prepared. I like I have such like a curiosity about like, mm-hmm. I guess being allo romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a wild it's, time. It's interesting. It's interesting for me. It's cool. <laughs> it's like it's like mm-hmm. like romance having romantic feelings is so overwhelming and scary yeah it happens to me like once every decade (laughs) i cannot imagine having romantic feelings every time i was attracted to some or like had a crush on somebody yeah i can't like that must be so stressful it's very stressful God. Afterwards, we have dinner. I'll tell you about the five yeah. people I'm currently in love with. Please um, do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So, 
There's so many other things in this book. And this book is beautifully paced. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully plotted, like you said. It's beautifully crafted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fun. It's like, so fun. Nobody writes a romance like Jenny Han. No. Nobody. I, I forgot how delightful her writing was. She I, is so good. I just devoured this yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. So I would like to talk about one more thing, which All is... Right. Um, the MVP of this book, which is Kitty. <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> I just, just, I love Kitty. Kitty is like the perfect chaotic younger sibling. And she is just so great. But like, I feel like chaotic is not the right word for Kitty. Kitty, <laughs> Kitty is going to run the world. Yeah. Like Kitty is setting up her dad. Kitty is <laughs> Kitty is being like, why couldn't you and Josh work it out, Margot? Huh? Kitty is mm-hmm. being like, you're being a shitty girlfriend, Lara Jean, and I'm going to still hang out with Peter because he's cool. And, like, I just like that. Like, I love the part where, where Peter comes to pick Kitty up. Like, Peter comes to the door, and Lara Jean's like, oh, my God, he came to pick me up, and we're fighting. And Kitty's like, bye, dashes to the car. Like, there's only two seats. Bye, Lara Jean. It's like, I... I <laughs> No, isn't that the one where she's like, I could sit on your lap, Lara Jean, because yeah, yeah. she's trying to get them back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> she's so good. I love their dad getting a storyline. Yes. I love their dad getting, mm-hmm. like, something that's just for him mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. I love all the food. There's so much There's food. There's so much food described. There's so much good food. God. And there's so many pretty clothes described also. I know. Really good sweaters in this book. Lara Jean made me feel like such a like slump. I like, was going to tell you, you look very good today. I, I've been practicing because I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> and so I'm trying to practice. Well, I mean, no, by trying to get a job, I mean I am finishing school and I am like approaching the professional world. I don't mm-hmm. mean like I think that dressing nicely will get me. I don't know. But I'm practicing. I'm practicing yes. like putting outfits together. Mm-hmm. And also I'm like starting to fit into my pants from pre-Toby again, mm. which is nice. I had just kind of written them off as lost and I was okay with that. I was cutting yeah. my losses. I was like, I got a great baby. It's okay if I have to get some new pants. Mm-hmm. And then uh, suddenly I can fit them again, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice to not have to buy all new pants. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to watch the movie. Yes, me I'm, too. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm very um, stoked. The casting looks good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I've s- noted, seen who any of the people who we haven't already seen are. John Ambrose is cute. Okay, show me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, John Ambrose is 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 real cute. Um, the mm-hmm. the neighbor who like is flirting with the dad is really cute. Oh. Um, I'm I'm finding the picture here. So, the guy playing John Ambrose is Jordan Fisher. Oh yes, cute. Yeah, he's cute, Jordan mm-hmm. Fisher. I don't know what else he's been in, but he's real cute. Mm-hmm. Trevor's cute too. Dang, it's a lot of cute people. Mm-hmm. Well, the the cast in the first one was yeah. very good. So yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm thoroughly, I'm thoroughly jazzed. Oh, he was in Rent Live. That's where I know him from. Oh, yeah, this is somebody Tom knows about and has told me about. I think, okay. I think he uh, was a, a Broadway person, which makes sense if he was in Rent. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, excited about that. Yeah. Looking forward to watching it. We are going to be watching it together and mm-hmm. releasing some bonus content for our patrons mm-hmm. of P.S. I Still Love You. So now is a great time to sign up to our Patreon and Indeed. get access to that. Uh, you can start at $1 a month. There are perks starting at $1 a month. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lizzie Tenhove, who just 
upped her pledge from one to five dollars that always makes a big difference too Mm -hmm. um it's really nice to have our patrons like involved because you get you get special blog posts about the books that we're doing so you know Mm -hmm. if you're pledged even at one dollar you know in advance what books we're doing all month so Mm -hmm. if you want to coordinate your calendar and like read along you can do that Mm -hmm. um and there's other fun things like watch along episodes so run don't walk to patreon.com slash yeah podcast (laughs) and pledge for as little as one dollar a month that's right folks just one dollar a month (laughs) That was um, great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I have nothing to add. Um, but yes, we're going to uh, we're going to watch this movie, and I'm very excited. And Caddy's going to join us. It's going to be all three of us. We're gonna just like we're just gonna we're trying to our, our resolution for this year is mm-hmm. like to just hang out more when we're not reviewing books. Yeah, so this is one of our efforts, and I'm excited to have friends again. Yeah. <laughs> So our most recent podcast meeting where we're like we just like each other we should spend time not in front of microphones together yeah uh, <laughs> so Yay. get ready for that friendship read p.s i still love you it's real good it's delightful and thanks for listening to yeah if you want to leave feedback suggest a book for us to read or just say hi you can send us an email at the at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at Yeah Podcast and individually at Teffer Bear and at The Balesosaurus. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our patrons Catherine Rash, Kat McGuire, Erica Stitchberry, Lizzie Tenhove, Matt Dever, and Chantal Thomas. We have merch. Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at TeePublic. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, by subscribing to us on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend, maybe a friend who loves Jenny Han. Mm-hmm. Or a friend who needs to love Jenny Han. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by me, Tefra Jemian, and edited by Tom Zalatnai as part of the Upward Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upwardnetwork.com. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, the Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.